This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Disclaimer, the voices and opinions from this podcast do not represent the teams, organizations, the hosts, or our special guests work for. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the furriest and fuzziest show on the web. This is the Inside the Mass podcast, and this is episode number nine. And we're so glad to have you guys on board for this one. My name is Joseph. I am the doctor of Fuzzonomics. The doctor is in from Texas. My best friend's a kangaroo from the Dallas Sidekicks. And of course, I got my co-host always with me, the mascot dude from shiny Florida, Mr. Charlie Bruno. Hey guys, I hope you guys can enjoy this episode. It is part of our interview series and we are so honored to have this special guest with us. And from the Windy City, opening day is coming up. He's one of our favorite cats from the Kane County Cougars. It's Ryan, the mascot enthusiast. Hey guys, how's it going? Yes, opening day for the Cougars, May 13th. Be there or be square. And of course, joining us for our mascot support group from Pennsylvania, feeling it with the Carolina Hurricanes victory last night. It's Irvin. What's going on, guys? All right. And before we introduce our special hey, guest for the day, Joseph, you said what? Pennsylvania. He is um, currently in North Carolina via Massachusetts. Ah, excuse me. Okay. All right. So before we introduce. <laughs> Before we introduce our special guest today, which I'm very honored to have on, we, as always, we are energized by our good friends at Raise Energy. You can get Raise Energy in their energy and focus, pre-workout, build muscle, weight loss, protein and food, and recovery and hydration categories. Raise and its energy drink really made an impression when it kicked off its monthly limited edition series, where it drops an entirely new and limited time flavor each month. That is something we've seen brands do in the pre-workout category, although not energy drinks. And not only has Raise been consistent, but this past month it took two, it took things up to a notch and dropped two limited flavors. The beverage brand also made sure each of those products isn't just any traditional taste. It's kept them fun, exciting, and interesting with the likes of Rainbow, Mystery Flavor, and the all-out sour effort Franken-Sour. The other area Raise made its impact is with the spinoffs of its signature energy drink, including a pre-workout powder version of Raise and its functional high-protein baking mixes and Raise Flapjacks and Raise Cakes. And also, we have a new flavor coming out. It is Lemon Italian Ice, so make sure you stick around for that as Raise put out a teaser for that new flavor. Now, you guys are going to get raised at your door when you listen to Inside the Mess. And how are you going to get this? Well, you guys are going to go down to the description or one of our Instagram stories, and you're going to click that link below, and you guys are going to use the code MASCOTS to receive 15% off your order at repsports.com. So make sure you support Raise Energy, the official sponsor of Inside the Mess. So, for this very special episode, they say never meet your heroes, but one of mine is on here tonight. He is coming to us from OH, Cleveland, Ohio, known as one of my favorite furry friends, the best ringtail around from the 2014 and soon-to-be two-time Calder Cup champion, Texas Stars. He's known to have a 
diet of gulls, condors, and roadrunners. Ladies and gentlemen, the three-time mascot, AHL mascot champion from the Texas Stars, Jacob Ringo. Uh, Scott, off the intro. That's thank you, thank you. Hey, but hey, that's uh, your intro, Joseph. That was such a mouthful and very impressive. I feel like uh, if you don't already work in radio, that's obviously you have a bright future ahead of yourself. Because holy cow, uh, take a deep breath. You have an oxygen tank to like. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I, of course, I followed your career, and of course, I love Ringo. So I had to give you something special. Now, I'm really glad to have you on here tonight. Uh, Are we recording video, by the way? Or is it just audio? It's oh, both. Both. Oh, both. <laughs> it's both. We're on multiple <laughs> platforms now. Hey, hey, hey. You cool backgrounds. Um, I was like, I'll throw a background. Here we go. The background. I got you in the background now. My daughter might see this one day. Absolutely. Yeah. So those people who are not familiar with you, uh, go ahead and uh, tell us, you know, a little bit about how you got into mascotting and who you are. All right. Uh, circa 2010, uh, I had some really cute cheerleaders tell me at Cleveland State University that I needed to uh, hang out with them and be the mascot. Um, so I actually had no interest, but I did have interest in cute cheerleaders. Um, so I started hanging out cheerleaders and going to mascot practice. Um, and then Cleveland, Ohio is such a tight knit town where we have, you know, three and a half, four professional sports teams all within like three square miles, uh, with minor league baseball teams in every direction you can throw a baseball. Um, so as I was going to these events as the mascot and connecting with all these pro guys, I realized that this is a really cool opportunity to use my creativity. I was going to school for engineering, mechanical engineering, uh, and it took seven years to get my degree. And in those seven years, um, I realized that I actually didn't want to study lug nuts and work for Boeing and uh, be bored for the rest of my life. Um, so, you know, I was able to network and meet all these pro mascots. And I, and I asked one day, I asked the great moon dog and said, sir, uh, I'm thinking about doing this for the rest of my life. What do you think about that? And he said, uh, what are you going to school for? I said, mechanical engineer. He goes, my degree is in industrial engineering. I don't uh, regret a day in my life. So that's, uh, that's how that happened. Uh, from there, I started working my like baseball, worked my up, worked in the NFL, worked in the AHL. Um, and then, you know, through your beautiful intro, uh, got the opportunity to uproot myself, go down to Texas, create uh, a great organization there. Uh, and then in the post COVID world, I'm now back in Cleveland. Um, and Rango is still flourishing and is in good hands for everyone who's concerned about that. But um, might not 3D print as much cool stuff, uh, but uh, he definitely still lives and breathes. And then a lot of people know me as uh, 3D printing cool stuff. So that's engineered to entertain. Hashtag buy my shit. Absolutely. You know, many people, including myself and of course the guys in here, we know you best for your role as Ringo, uh, where did you get your start as Ringo and how did you become him? And what are some of your favorite moments or memories of Ringo? Let's see. Uh, so uh, if you guys aren't aware, Teamwork Online, based out of Cleveland, Ohio, is the uh, go-to website that most job listings are posted. Um, and for anyone who's looking to be a pro mascot, you have to decide early on if you're willing to uproot your entire life for your passion. Um, and I knew I wanted to do that as much as I love my hometown. Um, so when I saw a listing for a minor league team, which initially was not appealing, I saw an opportunity to go out there because they didn't currently have a character. 
uh, and upon my interviews learned that they didn't have a name. They didn't, you know, they knew they they had a specific animal picked out, but other than that, it was an opportunity to create a new. Uh, and I kind of laid it out and said, listen, I want to, I'll, I'll do this. I'll move down there, you know, at this point, cause they were very, I, I interview well. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I kind of gotten the opportunity and realized I was going to be able to land the gig. And, uh, we came to agree and said, I'd like some creative control and prove my worth. Um, so that's how Ringo's born. Moved down there. Um, week one said, this is the name of the character. This is what he's, this color, the fur he's going to go with. And this is what I want to do with his kids club. Um, and ultimately it's one of those opportunities to give him free reign. You know, um, I, I before the call, before we started recording, I was telling you guys that some of the greatest mascots in the country, a lot of people don't even know who they are, or they're some of the best performers. And it's because they're stuck working for teams that aren't, uh, that don't give control of their character. Uh, and basically any mascot listener kind of knows what I'm talking about because there's 99.9% .9 of teams. You're just the clown uh, that doesn't get much respect. Um, so I was lucky to be an organization that let me kind of do my thing uh, and stay out of my way <laughs> uh, and give me a company credit card and said, uh, try not to max this out every month. Uh, and there was not a single month I didn't max out my company credit card. So uh, as far as favorite memories are concerned, um, there's a lot. There really are a lot. Uh, it's only two and a half seasons before COVID shut it down. But there was a, there was a lot of cool things that kind of came up naturally. Um, season one, literally because it's just talking about it because the Texas Stars are in the playoffs again. Um, we barely made it in the playoffs. And by the time round two rolled around, uh, I had done something a lot of guys have already done. But, you know, I was thinking three steps ahead. So Ringo developed stubble, um, which was a fur that we had used to fix some of those patches. Um, and then by round two, I went on Amazon, bought some wigs that matched that fur color and teased him uh, and made him fit. So then his beard got bigger. And then we made the conference finals and the beard is bigger. And then somehow, even though we were the last seed, uh, we made it into the Calder Cup finals and then his beard was huge. Um, and then I kind of like, you know, at that point, it's no holds bar. We were braiding his beard and putting beard beads in it. And we actually had a lot of players had beards, a lot of fans had their playoff beards. So then we were, I was 3D printing little playoff beads or playoff beard beads that had Ringo's name on them and Techstars logo. And was, you know, those are so cheap and easy. I could 3D print them for five cents a piece and gave those out to fans. And we had fans wearing Ringo beads in their beards, which is really cool. And and made all the way to game seven. Uh, so that was pretty cool. That was something that got a lot of recognition. And it's cool to have something that you have an idea and you're able to see all the way through um, and watch it grow and get the response that people uh, that people got. Um, fun fact, yeah. me Khalifa was at one of the uh, the playoff games that year. So Ringo kissed me at Khalifa. There's video evidence out there somewhere of it. So um, that was a cool memory. And then, um, I don't know, man, there's a lot of cool memories of Ringo. Another, one more I'll leave with, uh, one that I just thought was really fun and something I still do to this day. Um, if any mascots don't buy things from Walmart and use them and then return them, shame on you because Walmart will take anything back. <laughs> so on military appreciation night, Ringo rolled out with a 400 hour uh, Power Wheels tank um, that was only rated for 150 pounds, but I pushed it uh, and I returned the following day with a broken axle and bent wheels, uh, but fans loved it. Uh, and sure enough, Walmart, that Walmart doesn't question where you turn things. So that was kind of cool, but a lot of great memories. I can't come from all. 
Yeah, and like I said, you know, in the intro, uh, the soon-to-be two-time Calder Cup champion Texas Stars, they take on the Rockford Ice Hogs in game one. And maybe down the line, we'll see the Texas Stars versus Irvin's Springfield Thunderbirds. Maybe, just maybe we'll see that matchup. Now, you oh, guys we'll see, we'll see. can share your favorite members of Ringo. You know, Ryan, Irvin, Charlie, go ahead. Favorite members of Ringo. Oh, my God. Me, can I go first? Yeah. Me right, and yeah, Jacob go, go way back to yeah, uh, me and Jacob go back to way 2019. Way uh, back, three years ago. Okay. Three years ago. Let's just say three years ago, you know, um, the AHL All-Star Classic. I was his handler for a fun fact, right? Yeah, yeah. That was really fun. Oh, and, uh, I had it to mom. Yeah, and you were uh, messing around with my mom. <laughs> Uh, well, I was messing with other people's mom. Yeah. Irvin's mom was a big Ringo fan. Yeah, she was. Is she yeah. still with that same guy? No, she's not. Oh, oh, is she is she with anyone right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, she is. She's starting to. I was gonna say the wife and baby are asleep, so but okay, she's starting. <laughs> <laughs> Irvin. Wow. Irvin. Irvin, Ringo has three rings. He knows how to put a ring on it. I know. <laughs> you can't see that ring, Joseph, because it's blocked by your background. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. Hey, it's, it was fun. Ringo, um, Ringo only has two rings because the third one, he doesn't have a 3D printer anymore. So, yeah. I got two. <laughs> um, yeah, I would like to thank Jim Snyder. <laughs> you know, I would like to thank Jim Snyder for letting me to do this. You know, the AHL Star Classic was a lot of fun. Meeting a lot of mascots, of course. Meeting Jacob, uh, Malvin was uh, he was a cool guy. Um, I don't know where he is now, um, but if you hear this, buddy, what's up, um, Crunch Man? One of my good buddies. Uh, me and him were like best, like best buddies, and. Um, uh, Tux, he's cool. Um, well, there was a lot of them there, um, Jacob, right? Yeah, those are, and it's it's cool because opportunities like that, you meet people, you network with them, you you remain friends with them, and you never know where they're going to end up because yeah, you know, a lot of those guys are still in it and they're they've moved on up in the world or there are other places right now. Like, I'm not going to throw any names under the bus, but you got some works with San Jose Sharks now and. Uh, that year was the new Melvin, but the previous Melvin moved on to be uh, the the almighty gritty. So, you know, like you never know who you're going to meet with those things. So it's important. It's important to shake hands and remain friends. Right, Irvin? Yeah, definitely. Um, That's why we still the one who really who, who I really stand up to was uh, Jacob, to be honest. He was a cool guy. I really like I really liked his personality. He uh, taught me a lot of things becoming Ringo. He's just saying that because me and his mom got along so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, he basically got me because I'm I was a honestly, I was a big fan of Malvin, but he got me to be a fan of Ringo. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, I would like to thank Jim Snyder um once again for letting me do this opportunity, man. This it, me and him I'll go like me, me and him, I have a big, strong connection, and he, he's been taught. He, I, he's been my first mentor since, and so I would like to thank him for everything what he done for me. 
And it's when he retires, we definitely do something special, right, Charlie? Yes, we, we, yes, we are. Yep. So, because we, um, we love everyone, the begin, um, and support everyone. If you're just beginning, you want to become one. If you're about to retire, if you're retired, we, we, we love you all. And we want to pay, pay homage to those when they do retire um, for that reason. Yeah, no. homage. Homage. You have to say it like that, Charlie. Homage. Wait, 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 wait. Like this. Homage. There you go. <laughs> I like SpongeBob. Imagination, but homage. Brian, <laughs> you got any memories of Ringo? Honestly, um, I have literally uh, before COVID happened, I would watch Ringo's like videos and stuff you know online i would always see him i'm like that is like a really cool you know mascot like i would love to meet ringo lo and behold bam you know you get the opportunity right here which is insane um where else but, honestly, Ringo's, like, like exactly uh like ringo's different costumes that he has like he has like a tutu i mean he's a mascot <laughs> that can rock a tutu like well you know, the wow. story behind that was they had, um, you know, it was the second year that we did Ringo's birthday party. So, as you know, it's Ringo's birthday game, but then pregame we'd have a kids club birthday party. You know, where it'd be as like a birthday party. And it's very like uh, like you would expect from a, a normal children's birthday party with cake and, you know, with games and prizes and such. And the first year we just called it birthday party. But the second year, every children's birthday party has a theme, you know. So... I mean, we were going through different themes and, you know, we threw out like cowboys and, or, you know, I don't know, whatever. You go to a party store and look at all the different themes for birthday parties. And I said, I want to do, uh, sometimes, you know, minor league baseball teams. Um, I want to do pirates and princesses. And as every mascot came out and every single one is dressed like a pirate because it's all male characters, you know, what's the least thing people are going to expect? All of a sudden, Ringo rolls out as a princess. And it's also funny because we're in uh, central Texas where, it's a very conservative environment, so uh, I enjoyed uh, ruffling some feathers and having fans go, why is Ringo dressed like a girl? I don't know if I agree about that, you know, and, uh, but it definitely got a, a reaction. You know, there were kids that did appreciate that, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. doesn't matter, and hopefully I inspired some boys who wanted to be princesses. You can be, you can be whatever you want. If you want to be a giant ring-tailed cat, you want to be a cougar, you want to be a kangaroo, whatever you want to be. You know, we don't discriminate here. That day, mm-hmm. Ringo didn't want to be a pirate. Ringo wanted to be a princess. And it was a super sweet 16. And we threw a bunch of temper tantrums. Anytime it didn't get something, then goes away. <laughs> love that. Oh, love that. Um, oh, go ahead, Ryan. But um, with that, like, I mean, Ringo always has, like, different color, like, hair. Like, he's always doing something that is completely out of the ordinary. And I think that is amazing for a, for a mascot to do. Um Honestly, last Valentine's Day, I still every time I watch it, it 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 makes me laugh at the same time. You know, it breaks the heart, but then it makes you laugh because you see Ringo get like a no, then a yes, and then the the woman's like husband or boyfriend ever goes no, and then he's like all upset and he's like crying, and he just sees like a little fan that says yes, and it's just like like right there, like you can't like write this stuff like literally. Ringo is one of those mascots that could do things unscripted and it will turn out phenomenal. 
Um, he's just <coughs> inspiring. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just love that. You got to shoot a message to the, the current uh, performer. Let him know because that was that was him, and that was uh, he definitely is carrying the torch well. So, mm, and it's to to me that's inspiring, and that's actually stuff that I can take from my tool belt. Even stuff that you've done, Jacob. I can take that and put that in my tool belt and use that to oh. my advantage. Yeah. You we're, know? All, we're all just remixing each other's ideas. You know, there's very exactly. genuine new ideas. Exactly. Uh, and you can, we can all just remix, you know, and, and put your own twist. No one, no one likes the mascot who steals shot for shot, yeah. frame for frame, but right. you can find a way to make it yours. You can find exactly. a way kangaroo inspired or cougar inspired or, or Zumba and gorilla inspired. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, if you think about it, ringtail cat, cougar, feline inspired. <laughs> there you go. Which now I know that Ringo is a cat. Well, <laughs> technically the raccoon family. So that's it's a, what it is. Big, that's what it is. Misconception of ringtail cats. People want to make looking at and that was that was offensive. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I love when I love when Ringo get mad because everyone thought it was a raccoon. Yeah, trash panda is what they call them. Trash panda. Yep. Trash panda. So cute, yet so mean. <laughs> well, that's why, like, there's some people don't uh, like they 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 perform without any sort of attitude, you know. And you, you're you are uh, uh, if you want to be a living, breathing character, you need to have a broad spectrum of personality, and a broad spectrum mm-hmm. of emotions. You know, it's very it's very uh, artificial if you're just a performer who's happy all the time. That doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't play well, and that doesn't uh, feed well into the uh, psyche of a child. Yeah, Plus, Ringo's facial expressions are just hysterical because it's the same face, but the way that he can make those expressions just come out of him, just that, yeah. like that look at his face, it's just, it's hysterical. One thing, not to keep ranting and put myself on soapbox, but, you know, one thing they always teach at different mascot camps, and it's not that it's wrong, but it's it's misperceived sometimes, is everyone thinks that everything you got to do is big, 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 big. You know, every every emotional response has to be some broad thing like, hey, you just lost the Super Bowl. How are you going to react? And everyone goes, oh, 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 you know, it's, but sometimes it's the little things, it's the little subtle things that get the best response. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it, it's it's if someone is it, talking shit to turn your head, look at them, stare and then just do a slight cock. You know, it's subtle things like that, that that I think separate great characters and, and mediocre characters and there's you watch a lot of high school mascots and early college mascots and all they're doing is huge 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 and while yes you need to be bigger and more emotive than uh the typical human um there's a lot to be said for doing small things because that's what kind of really you know puts that nail in the coffin Mm. ryan you brought up that ringo does things unscripted right wait one second joseph Yeah. yeah I gotta say, one thing I like uh, about Wingo is like you're always that one step ahead of everyone. Like you always found ways to find something new before anyone else. That's one thing I loved. I mean, yeah, um, just no. I mean, there were a few new. All there's. I I like to think I had some genuine, authentic ideas. But if you dig deep enough, and I, I'm sure all of us in this room and everyone listening has you know, dig through YouTube and you can find things that you can draw inspiration from. You know, there's, there's very few, it's like, it's like music, you know, when do you let you hear songs a hundred percent non-sampled or non, you know, every musician, every musician, every filmmaker, every mascot performer, 
there's inspirations that are falling from. Okay, yeah. with that being said, who who did you look up to when you first began? Who are your big inspirations? Uh, my, hands down, the biggest one was just, I mean, it, it, it started with just because of the fact that's proximity. You know what I mean? Like, again, I didn't start as someone who knew I wanted to be a mascot. I was someone who was going to school to be an engineer, working full-time at, at a supplement store, um, and bouncing in a nightclub. And I just, I, was, I had 5,000 things going on at once. Mascotting was something I never thought I was going to do as a career. Um, and I, nor was I YouTubing it that often. It was just seeing Moondog, you know, here at, at the time, Quicken Loans Arena. Um, and he's one of those guys that I truly believe is one of the top performers in the country. Um, and he's just not given as big of a platform as guys like Benny the Bull, you know, and, and I love, I love Barry Anderson. I love the current performers, Benny, you know, and I think they do great stuff. You know, you're talking about someone who's groundbreaking. Some of the most modern day stuff that the current Benny the Bull does, you know, he was the first one on TikTok. And, you know, Ringo was able to amass more followers on TikTok following his lead. But, you know, then, then the AHL and almost every single NHL team. And it was like that for a year, you know, it was up, it was like that up until COVID. Um, so yeah, I would say Moondog was one of the biggest inspirations. Um, Benny the Bull. Uh, and I, I'd say those are the big two. And, and since there's been a lot more, you know, I mean, there, there are a lot of peers that, Yes, I know them as, as equals now or, or good friends, but I get inspired by them. And same thing goes now when I make props for guys. You know, recently I just did, uh, I don't know if you guys saw Gritty had that giant Infinity Gauntlet. You know, it was, that was started, this is actually cool. Like he built that because he saw Ringo as an Infinity Gauntlet, or he wanted me to build it. He reached out to me to build him another Infinity Gauntlet because he saw Ringo as an Infinity Gauntlet. And then me and him just hop on a phone call discussed what the uses are going to be went back and forth and you know we took my idea and made it into something bigger and better and, and more authentic um and it played well you know so we're all just borrowing from one another put it that way yeah I yeah. Saw the... yeah go ahead all right i was thinking like it's so true like when you talk about moondog he is someone that is um, underrated. Not mm -hmm. a lot of people see his stuff. And they should. Um, because hopefully he, he will be one of the, um, get the opportunity to showcase. But he is one, one of the top levels of any mascot in the NBA. Yeah. No, and, and the performer himself is one of the OG guys that was in the early dunking days, too. Um, you know, in the, the late eighties, early nineties, and just, uh, you know, you, you're on a team that is not clown heavy focused, you know, or when you're on a team that the, the, the heyday, you know, Moondog was debuted the same year LeBron was drafted. So when you have someone like LeBron James is the main focus of your organization, uh, there's not much focus put on Moondog. Um, but I, I try, I strongly implore people to look on, uh, some of his platforms and look at some of the stuff he's done. Um, and look at some of his old YouTube videos and there's, there's really great content there. And he's one of those people also, if you just forget about content and you actually see him perform live and they, you know, Ryan, we're talking about those subtle nuances. That's where that came from. We're seeing him do it, you know, or see Barry Anderson do the bull stuff where there's just those subtle, 
starings and you know they're not moving at all but you're laughing your ass off because holy cow you know exactly what they're thinking or what they're saying just by their subtle movements there's a lot of underrated guys and i was lucky enough to work with a lot of them you know the brownie the elf the cleveland browns you know he was actually the original sully uh and actually was the original skipper so i've done a lot of roles as this guy and following his footsteps and he's you know a 49 or 50 year old that no one knows his name, but he is just off the wall, crazy, hyper energy. And if you ever see him perform live, you'll be like, that guy is an amazing mascot. And he was never given a full-time position to shine, nor was given social media platforms to, to show off what he's capable of. Yep. Now, moving on to this next segment of your career, uh, I had to get changed for this one. Uh, in particular, and just a tribute to you since you were coming to us out of OH. I had to uh, put this on. Is that, is that LeBron James jersey? Yep. LeBron James right there, baby. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I had to put it on. So, of course, moving on to your career in Cleveland, uh, we have Sully of the Cleveland Monsters, and then we also have Chomps, of the, hold on, my producers gave me this uh, piece of paper over here with uh, their name on it. Let's see. The Cleveland Browns. His producers. No, but no, but, but, no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> the That's Browns. our first move. You got producers. I mean, I do his laundry. Oh, no. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and uh, Chomps of the Cleveland Browns. So uh, tell us a little bit about your career in Cleveland. So it's, it's exactly, it's where I left off. <laughs> I, I went full circle. I went to Cleveland. I went to Texas to come back and do the exact same job that I was doing before. Um, but, you know, man, I just, uh, I was lucky enough that when COVID hit, um, I had the, I had the, I had a decision to make, you know, me and my wife knew we wanted to start a family. Um, and I could either sit in Texas and collect unemployment. At the time, no one knew how long COVID was going to be you know, locking down sports and everyone. Um, thank you, Charlie, for the update Panthers lost. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, yeah, it's time. And if you guys are, remember early COVID, if any guys are working for sports teams, you know, they told us, Hey, everyone's going to be furloughed till July. And me knowing enough, I know about science knew that a, you know, an airborne disease was not going to be over by in two months. Um, so I, I did not have high hopes that my furlough was going to be over in by July. Uh, and luckily I knew, luckily I was right. And also I had this choice of, Hey, I'm going to sit here collecting unemployment for who God knows how long, or I can move back home uh, and start the family that my wife been nagging me about, which, you know, we both, like I say nag, but we both don't want to talk about. Um, so I had been close partners with, uh, a 3D printing company because I, you know, this whole time is Ringo. And before we moving to Texas, I had my own company where I'll just 3D print props, um, which we haven't even talked about yet, but if you guys want to talk about that by all means. Um, but as a company that I used to produce props and 3D print with, uh, and I knew their CEO and founder from a networking. Um, and I just called him on the phone and said, Hey, I'm thinking about moving back to Cleveland. Uh, and he kind of cut me off and goes, if you met Cleveland, I'll give you a job as a mechanical engineer. So, so I was like, oh, I can collect unemployment or I can go make more money I've ever made in my entire life, go be an engineer. Um, 
and I took the later of the two. Uh, and then after sports still being shut down, when sports started to pick back up, I kind of picked up the part-time jobs I previously had left in 2017. Um, and it's cool, man. Like it, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot to uh, work full-time as an engineer, uh, work with the monsters, work the Browns, uh, be a dad and still build a bunch of cool shit for all these other sports teams. So some way, somehow I find uh, the time to do it. Now, of course, with Cleveland, as everybody knows, uh, Cleveland is, um, it's a, uh, how do you say it in the sports world? Uh, Use your next words wisely, Joseph. <laughs> yes, Joseph, be nice. The underdog. Thank you, Jacob. Jacob the is underdog. Joseph is unfiltered. Nah. The, the the underdogs. Cleveland is, is what the Cleveland city in the world. I told everyone in Texas that, all right? We have dogs. It's Cleveland versus the world. Uh, if you see any other T-shirt that says any other city but Cleveland, that started in Cleveland, all right? We're the underdogs. We're happy with it. But like I said, I mentioned it. I don't know if that was previous, previous us recording, but Cleveland is the city. It's so tight-knit as far as sports teams. I mean, we're talking about per capita. You know, you have, you have cities that have three times the population and they have two professional sports teams. And we have MLB, we have NFL, we have NBA, we have an AHL team plays out the same building. And we have three or four minor league, minor league um, baseball teams. I mean, it's, I mean, and then we actually just moved our G league team up downtown. We have several colleges downtown. Like there's so much going on in such a tight knit little space that like, when you talk about the importance of networking, which is extremely important sports. Like I was just given this opportunity to, Oh boy, I'm getting, uh, I had such an opportunity to network with so many people so quickly. Um, so in, in, in the sports realm, Cleveland's definitely not underdog. Yes, we may underperform on some of the teams and the Cleveland Browns may never win a Super Bowl, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because we're, we're, you don't mess with us. That's right. Uh, you know, uh, the Cleveland Monsters, you know, Sully, he has one of the most unique parts about him is that helmet that he wears i really wish they sold that as merchandise because i would buy that what's funny is it hasn't been used in like four or five years um, what three characters used it and now with the newer head it doesn't fit properly oh man yeah. i really I, I love that hat man and then you know chomps chomps is a bit new i uh, think has he been around a good while i think so he's been around a good while he's actually around prior to the browns even being sold uh or moved to baltimore gotcha uh, they actually updated you know there used to be like five or six different dogs and as the suits got destroyed because we have very rough and rowdy fans you know we used to have like trapper which is like a german shepherd inspired dog and rumor has it like some drunk fan punched one of the eyes out so rather than getting that suit replaced, they just retired Trapper and he disappeared. He went off to the farm in the sky. Uh, and then we had CB and he got beat up. So as the suit as the suits got destroyed, there was always just this one dog left, Chomps. And if you look up old Chomps photos, um, is this really, really weird looking. Oh boy. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, real world. Uh, if you guys want to pause this, my wife is having baby issues right now. <laughs> So let me go see what my wife needs. I got to be daddy first and we'll pick up. Is that okay with you guys? All right. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. Okay. All right. So we're back. Um, little cut right there. 
Uh, we're back, and um, you know, I have a little uh, question for Jacob uh, as we return, uh, as we we're talking about Cleveland. Um, are the Browns fans or the Cleveland fans, are they nice or can they be really hostile? I think with any Midwest team, you can get some hostility, but I mean, it's, it all depends on, on what the season looks like and how drunk they are. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you could, if you're a Pittsburgh fan and you come here and it's uh, you come to one of our games and it's December, uh, everyone's got to put their beer coats on. So we'd be pretty hostile. Um uh, if it's a if it's a Guardians game and it's a beautiful summer day, uh, you'd be pretty safe coming in out of a roll park. Well, because we just saw what happened with the Yankees, um, them throwing uh, bottles on the on the on, on Cleveland, you know, and yeah. um, you know, uh, do you think we'll ever see another bottle gate? I think there's enough. There's enough. Um, preventive measures put in place for instance and that's what most arenas now but they don't actually serve bottles everyone gets cups um you know we if I, you talk about bottle gate but prior to bottle gate was five cent beer night uh to cleveland indians and that was a legendary uh cleveland debacle where literally we had fans storming the field uh getting in fights with umps and had to call the game the third inning <laughs> so and now we now we charge more for beer you know so there's not preventive measures that as a quality looking sticker right there, Ryan. Um, oh, yeah. Enough preventive measures that I don't think we'll ever see a bottle game, at least not in Cleveland. Well, yeah, that's great. You know, back to the mascot talk uh, with Ringo and Sully. Uh, who were some of your favorite mascots to work with in the AHL? Um, it was like a, a tight knit trio between um, we had Melvin and we also had T Bone, uh, rest in peace. As oh, now, uh, no longer in the league, but those, you know, we were the three full-time guys that kind of, uh, you know, took care of one another. So, you know, you go to the, you go to the AHL all-star uh, and a lot of the guys that, you know, you, you treat like the clowns, you're not getting much respect. Uh, and every other AHL employee has media dining uh, and they throw a couple boxes of cold pizza for the mascots. <laughs> so we were like, Hey, we're, we're full-time employees. Like they're, they're giving, you know, the interns, uh, part-time interns, media dining with steak and, and, and salmon, uh, and we have cold pizza. So we kind of took each other's wing because, you know, you get, you get a lot of leagues where there's part-time guys and they might not be able to know how to act or, or act professional or present themselves, especially among league presidents. Um, so those, those were the, the two tight-knit guys. And, and again, they were they're full-time too, so they had more resources where we could actually collaborate and, and shoot social media and share videos and, you know, share ideas that, you know, because a lot of part-time guys in the AHL, they don't, they don't even get the right to own skits. You know, they don't, they don't have the luxury to do skits. So those are, those are my, those are my boys. So what happened yeah, to yeah. T-Bone? Uh, so with T-Bone, San Antonio offered to sell their AHL seat, as you call it. Um, and they weren't even actively looking to sell the team, but with the joining of the um, Golden Knights, they need an AHL team, and they offered to buy the uh, San Antonio Rampage. And essentially, at that level, you're not even really buying the team; you're just buying it's the AHL seat. Um, so it's, there's, it's technically not an expansion team. You can just move those licensing rights, you know, over to a different city. So they became the Henderson Silver Knights. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, that's um, definitely, you know, it would have been cool if they did integrate T-Bone from the San Antonio Rampage. You know, can you imagine, like, T-Bone in chainmail and, like, Knight's armor wielding his Excalibur? Like, that would be something. That would be something, because he's possessed, or he looks amazing. There were, I think there were meetings that was discussed, but and you, the goal, ultimately it's the Golden Knights who said, no, no, clean sweet. We want to we brand it the way we want to brand it, because... The Golden Knights from day one, you know, they they're one of those teams that's all showmanship and they, they do they put on a rule, they put a lot of money into their game presentation compared to a lot of other teams in the league. So they had a very specific idea of what they wanted. Um, and they weren't gonna, you know, craft around um, the nostalgia of a AHL rule mascot. Oh yeah, definitely understand that. Yeah, Lucky's a unique mascot. The only thing I don't like about him is that he listens to Britney Spears. So, you know, get, get over the time, dude. There's no issue liking Britney Spears in 2022. <laughs> there is no issue. Like I said, she's my girlfriend and she has no idea. We don't music shame here. Right. Sorry, Charlie. It's not in the cards. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but with the AHL, you know, you also got, you know, Ryan's hometown, Chicago Wolves with skates. Uh, and then I who you guys got for the AHL in Florida, Charlie? Who do you got down there? AHL? I know you have the Florida Everglades with the ECHL. That's ECH, that's ECH, ECHL pretty much is, is Florida. Okay, you, have, you guys will have an AHL team. Okay. Because you have the Land of Solar Bears, the Florida <laughs> yep. Everglades, and the uh, um, Jacksonville Iceman. He busted those. Call over again, but she's fine. I'll let her proceed. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize I, I wasn't unmuted. <laughs> it, 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 it's, okay. it, it's okay. It's okay. Um, you guys are having a baby. This is unscripted and unedited. So, perfect. Yeah, Charlie, Ray, uh, Ryan, any any questions? So, I would say we, we talked about um, how you started. Um, your time in Texas, your time still in Cleveland. Right. I know you talked about your three three D printing printing job. Okay. And I know um, you've done some great stuff for the mascot Hall of Fame. You've made some great like mascot rings. Um and props. Can you tell people how, if they want you to make them make them something how they can contact you? Uh, if you look up engineered to entertain on Instagram. Um, you know, I've never really marketed myself. Sports is, I mean, once you're in the sports realm, you're in, you know, you make the right connections, you're in. Uh, so there's been no need to market. You know, I have no desire to do a website or anything like that. So you just go on engineered to entertain, engineered to the number two, entertain, um, and check out my Instagram, message me on there, or, or engineered to entertain at Gmail. Um, same, in the same sense, the company I work for now, Maker Gear, um, I do a lot of the bigger stuff through them. Basically, everything I do through Maker Gear now, just since I have a dad and three mascot jobs or two mascot jobs, and um, I only have so much time. So um, you can reach out through Maker Gear, you can reach out through Engineered Entertain, um, and then just kind of, you know, I like to be that one-stop shop where you don't just have to buy rings or something off the menu. It's, it's guys come to me when they need something new and creative made. You know, something that's never been made before, and I can find a way to make it. 
you know, so. So, and I know before I get to this one, Ryan, do you want to say anything? Um, honestly, one of the questions I got for you is many that I can ask, but honestly, what is the most hysterical, like hysterical thing that happened while performing as Ringo? Oh man, that's that's hard to narrow down. Um, see, it, that's where you email me the question in advance, so I can go down the the list of crazy things that happened. You know, <laughs> um, most hysterical for me or for the audience. That, that, that makes a big difference, you know, oh. whether it's for me or for the audience. Um, I think what I found most entertaining, um, one of my one of my favorite gags that I did was, you know, if you, if you rewind to 2018 or 2019 when they unveiled Gritty, you know, the internet took flame to Gritty and everyone was talking Gritty, 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 Gritty. Um, so that year at South by Southwest, I think like Cox Internet, flew Gritty out to Austin, Texas for South by Southwest. Um, and as I'm scrolling through the internet and find out that Gritty's literally like three minutes away from me um, at this thing. And like, also I knew the guy too and he hadn't reached out. So I was like, what the oh, hell? Like, Do you lose my number? You know? So I, um, I told my boss and South by, South by Southwest is nuts. I mean, it was crazy. So I had my handler take our Ringo mobile to downtown Austin dropped me off in suit so that I could go find a park bench um, and sat across. There was like 400 people waiting to get autographs of Gritty. Um, and I, there's Ringo sitting across on a park bench, legs crossed with a sign that says Gritty is overrated, changed my mind. And I had a giant cup of coffee I was drinking. So if you guys have seen the meme, when you know, basically it's been chopped up 7,000 times. You know, you know what meme I'm referring to? You're seeing that? You know, answer it whatever you want, change my mind. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those memes. Yeah. So we literally, I made a billboard, a small billboard, but it was like the exact same font, you know, and then in the corner, I put my, my social media handle and like, we had like three articles published about it. I had like several photographers and video people come over and take footage of it. So I just kind of rode his curtails. And I just remember him coming out and seeing me and just shaking my head. And he actually, I didn't talk to him ever again until like two years later, you know, he was pretty salty about it that I was, trying to embarrass him in front of his people. But uh, I mean, it's one of those, one of those things I just thought was hysterical. I cracked myself up. Um, so there's a lot of things I do that I find funnier than anyone else. I just think it's the funniest thing in the world and no one else thinks it's funny, which I do a lot now is Drunk Jeffrey, where I, I don't do it for anyone else. I don't do it for money. Yes. I do it because I think it's funny. Uh, and I don't care what you think. <laughs> I, guess, I, I love I guess. that. I love that. Um, but the other question real quick before you get to there, Charlie, um, is has there ever been a time while performing as character that you broke character? Like laughing? Oh, I mean, all the time. I don't know. I, like, this is something I actually learned from some of my mentors. But like, I, I whisper to myself in suit, you know, uh, to help with my emote. So I'm not saying it loud enough that everyone can hear it, but by talking out what you're acting and just subtly to yourself kind of really helps you play up that emotion. You know what I mean? So there's, there's all the time. And I, I've had on 
maybe three occasions in 10 years, someone say, did you just whisper something? You know, because maybe I'm a little too excited and whispered it too loud. But you know, like if, if you're emoting like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and you're actually whispering out loud to yourself, you know, it really makes it, it's, it's weird. It does something to your brain where now you're actually doing a better job emoting it. And you can practice it, practice it in the mirror where you're saying something out loud or think what you want to act, do without talking, and then do it with whispering. And you realize like, that actually looks a little more convincing. Um, so yeah, there's, there've been times where I've laughed in suit. Uh, have I been heard? I don't know. Like, that's, luckily like, you know, Ringo's head was a giant molded fiberglass. So that thing was very hard to hear through. Um, so you probably hot box yourself in that suit too. Hot boxing. <laughs> there's been, actually, you know what? There's, there's been a couple of times where someone will, that I did not intend to hear me talk behind the scenes. You know, I, I'll, I like, and as soon as you get any level, it's respectable. You know, people will tell you, you need to talk in suit to your coworkers. You know what I mean? Like you can't be pantomiming when it's game time and you have 30 seconds to get on the court and you have something you got to do. You know what I mean? So you talk in suit. Uh, and there's been times where I've had like, I don't know, a drunk adult, like hear me say something and I'll look at them and I'll just be like, and I, and I totally stole this from uh, actually the original guy talking about who was uh, one of the original Sully's where I'll just look at them like, that Santa's not real either, <laughs> you know? So I'll break character. If someone actually hears me talk and I'm talking to a coworker, then that's something I'll say else. That Santa's not real either. Um, so, but no, there's, there's been no, if I, if I'm performing, I've never, I don't think I've ever really broken, broken character. All right. Interesting. I would say, I know I've done the soft whispers as well. Kind of it definitely helps. And I've had a lot of other pro guys I've talked to, the people I look up to say they do something similar because it's, you're taught, you're, you're more or less talking it with, out with yourself, you know, as you're doing it. Because I know. All you gotta like, do is I, say banana. What's that? No, he is not coming out to do we owl. Jazz that's, is not coming out character. to do we owl. On the Everybody episode. watching this podcast. Say in the comments and scream at your screen, banana. <laughs> um, you want Joseph to laugh? Start singing Tenacious D. So I think a good way to close it out here would be with this final question here. What would you say to young and upcoming or inspiring performers in the industry that you know want to be a Ringo or you know really want to be like, want to be like being a Jeffrey. Does anyone want to be a Jeffrey? There's more, <laughs> there's more want to be Jeffreys than you think. Like literally, I could I could rattle off twelve different pro guys who want to be in that situation where they can do whatever they want when they want, however they want. Case in point, Ryan, last season, how many people did you get annoyed with who asked you, "Hey, can I take a picture?" And you're right in the middle of doing something. Um, it was quite a few. Quite a few. But I'm I'm very fortunate that I have a very good patience. So, okay. well, I mean, the, the bigger the bigger the league you go, the longer yeah. the line of people go, and the more yes. the more faster you need to be somewhere. You know what I mean? Like you don't yes. have like, that happens a lot. Hits. but you know you'll be in a, you'll be in the especially in the NFL. Like, hey, you have a camera hit at this time. There's no missing it. So you stop for one photo, one photo becomes 30 photos and you don't want to be mean, you know? So you stop for a couple and you have to have a really good handler who at that moment stops them and says, 
hey guys, we have time for two more photos, you and you, and that's that's how it's handled. You know, mm-hmm. when you oh, yeah, I, I get talk, that. speak your mind, you can go, you know, again, I, I assume we have the explicit reading on here, but then you can turn around and be like, what the fuck is taking you so long? Like, isn't it your phone? You don't know how to operate your own phone? We gotta go, let's go, you know? Pretty much. Like, time is money. I don't wanna be Pretty taking much. photos. And then people ask photos, like, five bucks every photo, let's go, time is tough, you know? So. Yeah, there is, I can, I can tell you that firsthand, but yes, there, there's many times that has happened. Like, you get one photo, all of a sudden, bam, it's like 50. All of a sudden, you're signing an autograph, bam, it's like 100. And it's like, all right. And as a running gag, what we did is we said, all right, for Ozzy's autographs and photos, we're going to charge you 20 bucks. For Annie, we'll give you a sweet deal of 15. Yeah, yeah. You gotta make and we just did a running gag like that. It was something humorous. And as being a talking character, I'm able to, uh, you know, uh, speak my mind. And it's been extremely popular and very entertaining. And uh, yeah, you'll get a cigarette. Yeah. For instance, and this is this is a crazy <laughs> anecdote, and, and then, I'll, then I promise I'll give words of advice to a young child. Um, but just yesterday, and this is I'm not bullshitting at all. Um, just yesterday, uh, and keep in mind, John Traffy started in Austin, Texas, so he went national. You know I mean, like most of the conventions I did were in Austin, Texas. But I am getting uh, chicken, fried chicken at this place called Boss Chicken. It's a sit-down eating restaurant, um, and these guys overhear me talking. They hear giraffe. They hear yada yada. And then the guy like interrupted and goes, I'm sorry. He goes, are you drunk, Jeffrey? <laughs> and I got free food. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's just crazy how popular that some random guy working at this thing was one of the 250,000 people or the 33 million people who watched the videos. Um, you know, uh, it obviously made an impact. So as raunchy as some people, and some people might disagree how raunchy I end up getting and still am going. Um, but, you know, as people like it. Some people do, but I digress. The uh, the closing note, as he's Joseph, as you asked for advice for anyone who wants to be an upcoming mascot, um, is there's this big misconception on how easy it is to get a good paying job and make this into a career. Okay, you know you want to think about you're told how hard it is to be a lawyer one day, how hard it is to be a doctor one day. There are tens of thousands of doctors and lawyers in this country there are maybe only 200 or 300 good paying full-time mascot jobs in the country. Mm -hmm. And every single year there's, I mean, I I don't know how many American universities there are, but I mean, there are several thousand uh, American single A, double A universities that graduate at least one, you know, young adult who wants to go to be a pro mascot. So every single year, there are at least a thousand guys or girls who think that their next career choice is being a full-time mascot. And that's every year. So now you have a job pool of 200 and you have 30,000 hungry sharks that are willing to do whatever they want to get this position. Um, so the thing is, is to never take your, the opportunities you do get for granted. It's a lot of people who, who, who look down on opportunities. You know, when I, when they, when a position in the American hockey league came up and I was already working the NFL, I could have been like, I'm too good for that. But that was one of the best decisions I ever made was to, to uproot my entire life. And luckily the woman I was dating who became my wife was crazy enough to move with me. But I, you know, and most people, you would think that's a step down to go from the NFL to the AHL. In actuality, it was the largest step up I've ever taken my entire life. 
Um, so never take for granted opportunities that present themselves and, 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 and lose the ego too. There's too many guys in the league who have egos. You know what I mean? Like if you're any good at what you do, a lot of people will tell you how good you are at what you do. So you get a lot of guys who think that they're one of the best mascots in the country. And in fact, you know what? It doesn't matter who's the best. It's all about it. Are you having fun? Are you able to support your family? Um, and are you make at the end of the day, making the world a better place? So, you know, just buckle down because it's hard, you know, and you're, and you're not going to make a hundred thousand dollars or hell even $50,000 for your first five, six, 10 years in the job, because there are so many people who do it for cheaper. And there are so many organizations that don't put value on it to them. You're just someone who poses for Instagram. So why do I need to pay a good performer who knows they're doing? And I could just get someone who's straight out of high school who will sit still, not get sued, uh, not cause any liabilities um, and, you know, pay them minimum wage. And there are, there are teams that do that. There are professional teams that do that. You know, there are, there are, NFL football teams, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, who pay their employees barely anything, don't even let their mascot into the arena during the game, um, and they're high schoolers or they're college students. You know, they're not pro mascots. And I've known too many good people who are good performers leave a decent position and go pursue what they think is a, a you know, a pro level job. If you are full-time, you, full, you are a professional mascot. If you are a part-time employee or you're a minor league baseball, like Ryan, you are a professional mascot. Charlie, you are a professional mascot. Josie, you're a professional mascot. You know I mean, there's too much, though you're not, you're not in the major league. If, if, if you are sticking with it and you are doing it uh, and you are enjoying it and it's, it's what you want to do for a living, then you're a professional. You, you take your job seriously, you know? And then the last bit I'll leave it with is you have to act professional too because there's two minutes. Yes, we are clowns, but if you want to be treated and respected when you're not wearing that suit, you need to present yourself, you know, in a reasonable manner. So there are a lot of guys who are in good positions that I know for a fact have lost their jobs because they took it, they took, they took it for granted. You know, they show up to work in flip-flops and think it's funny. Um, and it's no, you're, you're a sports professional. So, you know, you don't have to wear a suit every single day, um, but don't, you know, Yes, I had a lot of fun being inappropriate as drunk Jeffrey, but you know, up until now, no one fucking knew about it. <laughs> so, so you know, uh, newsflash: anyone with Cleveland Browns who might watch this one day, but I mean, whatever. So that's um, that's unpowerful, man. Um, you know, definitely when I, uh, you know, me, Ryan, Charlie, you know, when we got the opportunities that we did, we knew this is what we wanted to do, you know, coming from our humble beginnings uh, in, in Chicago and in Florida and in Texas. Um, we want to, you know, make this industry better and legitimately make it oh, a fun place for every, for and everyone. Um, and, um, you know, I definitely think that is a good note to end it. And, you know, before we sign off, you know, uh, Jacob, Ringo, one of my absolute heroes in the industry like ladies and gentlemen listen to this podcast the dallas sidekicks whenever i got on board with them there were three minor league texas mascots who i looked up to one you already know it's big brother biscuit of the allen americans uh, midland rock hounds rocky the rock hound my hometown and it was this guy 
the Texas Stars, Ringo, one of the absolute best mascots in the game. On a measuring scale, do you have like Tim here? Or do you have like, you know, like we're, we're, we're. I can't even see your arm. <laughs> uh, I hope it was Biscuit, Ringo, you know, I'm, uh, that's, that's, that's personal preference. No comment. <laughs> no, no comment. All right. All right. Hashtag exposed. All right. <laughs> but, but you know, definitely, you know, uh, guys like that, you know, Biscuit, Ringo, Mascot Hall of Famers. Honestly, Mascot Hall of Fame material. But, you know, I'm honestly, like, these guys have, um, you know, when you think of Texas minor league hockey, you think of these guys, um, you know, and then the work that they've done. And, you know, Jacob, thank you so much for everything you've done in the industry. Thank you so much for what you've done for me. And thank you so much for what you've done for everybody else. And uh, thank you for joining us here tonight. Um it's an absolute honor, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Charlie. And uh, of course, no. and, and of course, thank you to all of our viewers watching Inside the Mask episode nine. Uh, coming up on episode ten, get ready to batter up because soon it's baseball night, baby. It's coming soon. Uh, so of course, starring one of our very own. One of our favorite cougars, one of our favorite cats, uh, and um, yeah, definitely <laughs> follow us on all of our social media. So starting with Inside the Mask, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that red subscribe button and make sure you hit the bell for all notifications to get that in your subscription box. And there's Ozzy, yeah, and then um, make sure you hit the like button because it does help in the YouTube algorithm. Also, make sure you comment below your thoughts, opinions. What do you want to see? Who do you want to see? What do you want to hear us talk about? Um, and then if you're watching on Spotify or, you know, any other any other of our streaming services, you know, uh, Stitcher Radio, you know, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, Anchor Radio, make sure that you hit that follow button so you can get notified when we have an upload. As far as our own personals uh, in our upcoming work, uh, make sure, of course, like I mentioned, Ryan, his upcoming day for the Kane County Cougars opening day uh, is coming soon. What is it, Ryan? May 13th. Be there, be square. Who are y'all playing? We are, ooh, who are we playing? I have to look, but I think. Way to go, Ryan. You just ruined the plug. Gosh. <laughs> I, I, I knew it off the top of my head. I want to say it's the Chicago Dogs, but don't quote me on that. Okay. But all I know is this cat is hungry. For oh, the yeah. I, I predict Kane County Cougars are going to be the champions this year. That's my personal prediction. Oh, yes. Yeah, so make sure you follow Ryan on his social media, the mascot enthusiast. Uh, Charlie, you know, make sure you follow him at the mascot dude. Make sure you support the mascot support group. And you follow his work, which has the party gorilla and – with uh, his Zumba work, always does great work with that. Um, it's bananas, I tell you, it is bananas. Um, Comment bananas for Chaz. <laughs> and of course, me. Well, I'm in the off season right now, but I will tell you this: I will make a hint at something. I may be getting ready to take flight. So, just a little hint. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm in the off season right now. Make sure you follow me at Joseph CEC man, uh, on Instagram, which the name will actually be retired soon. 
and I will be changing to this logo and name Dr. Fuzzonomics. So make sure you stick out for both. Um, yeah, and that is uh, that's pretty much going to do it. And plug Jacob's social media as well. You know, the man himself. And, and make sure you follow tank. Ringo. Boom, right there. Plug it. Type it in. Follow okay. it. Yes, we yeah. will put it in the description. You win a championship. Okay, well. You better get me. You buy a ring for me. And make sure oh, you follow that? Ringo. Ringo, the, the yes. three-time AHL mascot champion, one of the best mascot in the AHL. Thank you guys so much for joining us on Inside the Mask. We will see you on another Fuzzy Furry adventure. Thank you. Yes, hey. thank you guys so much. And once again, um, before we end recording, um, we had no idea how this um, conversation was going to be going. So um, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. And... And I apologize if anyone got offended. So, that was PG, please. What was that? That was PG, please. Uh, all right. So have a good evening, guys. And thanks again for your support.